What is up, my love? Welcome to the Love Stands Here podcast. I'm your host, Megan Brianna from meganbrianna.com. I'm a life coach, a certified mind and body eating coach, but most of all, I'm just a girl who really loves Jesus and has spent a lot of time learning how to not only discover my worth through him, but also cultivate the characteristics that we're called into in order to live a healthy and purposeful life of love and service. My friend, sometimes the world gets us all twisted up, oftentimes, and the only way to come back down is to actually dig deeper. So if you're looking for encouragement to live and love better, you're in the right place. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends if you feel called, and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Love ya. What's up, friend? Welcome back. Thank you for joining me again. Happy last day. Happy last day. Happy last week of February. Thank goodness. I am really, really ready for spring. I'm over this winter thing. Ugh. I guess I'm still, I don't know. I've never been a winter girl, really. It's never been my favorite, especially this time of year where it's just been really long and you're just really waiting for spring. But I think after living in Arizona for nine years and knowing that this is the most beautiful time of year out there, I still struggle. I still struggle being in New England. (laughs) But anyway, so in the last episode, I mentioned that things are going to be shifting in the online space for me. And I want to talk about that. Basically, what's happening is obviously love stands here. As I say in the intro, I'm a girl that really loves Jesus and um, I've discovered my worth through him rather than in the world. And that's the path that I'm walking. But I've been scared to dive fully into that. And I know finally that I am being called into more of a Christian ministry position, but I've been really lukewarm about that. I've been scared to dive into it for several several reasons, I'm sure, but mostly I think because I was so opposite of that not that long ago, and it feels so crazy to me that I am where I am, and I know it's because of Jesus, and I spend a lot of time with God and studying scripture and talking to people about Jesus and living my life in the way that we're called into as disciples. And my life is so much better. The transformation has just been so incredible. And I think I'm still a little bit in shock about it. And I've been lukewarm about diving full on into it because I know that it's persecuted a lot in our world. It's completely opposite of what the world expects from us. And I know that that is a constant battle. And it's actually been a constant battle for me my whole life. I just didn't realize that this is this is what I was being called into. So I have gotten rid of my MeganBrianna.com website. And I now have LoveStandsHere.com. And on that, I have links to the podcast here. And I've also started up my YouTube channel again. So I'm going to be doing YouTube videos every Thursday where I talk about uh, life and how it relates to scripture in hopes to encourage you um, into a better way of living. And those things that I constantly talk about, the the characteristics, uh, well, healing, number one, from the things that you struggle with and breaking your chains, but also stepping into the the characteristics that we're called into as Christians, which, you know, love, kindness, compassion, patience, humility, all of those wonderful things that ultimately lead to 
just this beautiful transformation, this beautiful transformative life of um, love and service and better relationships. And just, it's just a better life overall. It really is. So I'm going to be doing that. And what I think I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be doing it in this episode is transferring the audio from those videos and I'm transferring it into the podcast. So I'm doing this little introduction to just kind of tell you what's going on. And then um, after this, you're going to hear the audio from this week's or last week's YouTube video that I did. So I posted a video on my YouTube channel. It's Love Stands Here. And I'm talking about my testimony and how I wasn't always a Jesus girl and kind of how I got from one point to another. And again, why I've been so afraid to step fully into this Christian ministry thing. And so that's what you're going to hear on today's episode. So Love Stands Here is going to be my primary platform. I'm still not on social media. I've been social media fasting for over three weeks now, and I plan on continuing that for at least another couple months because it's just been so good for me. I've been able to step back into creative mode and my head isn't so jumbled, you know, and everything isn't so confusing anymore. (laughs) Uh, so it's going to be just the website, the podcast, my YouTube channel, and I'm on Pinterest as well. Um, and then you can always subscribe to my email list, which you can do through my website. So that's what I'm doing. So that's the big announcement is that I'm stepping fully into a Christian ministry platform and I'm really excited and it feels so good for the first time. I feel Like I'm not confused about the direction I'm going. It kind of just feels like everything I've done so far has led up to this. And so I'm going to continue to talk about all of the things that I've been talking about, you know, in my five years of being online, Uh, food, body, toxic relationships, just relationships in general, having relationships with anybody, self-love, just all of that stuff. So, but now I will be relating it all to scripture and how God helps us through it and how our a relationship with Jesus helps us through it and how turning to scripture, turning to the word and knowing it is the truth and believing that it is the truth is what truly helps us transform. So I hope you enjoy listening to my testimony and all of the reasons that I was afraid to dive full on into Christian ministry. And I've been so lukewarm about it lately. I hope it encourages you. And also, if you don't feel like listening, you can go over to my YouTube channel if you'd rather watch and click on the test to testimony. I wasn't always a Jesus girl. I think that's the name of it. It's Love Stands Here on YouTube, or you can go to lovestandshere.com and click on the little YouTube icon and it'll take you right there. Either way, if you feel like these messages have been helping you and if you feel like hearing more about Christianity and scripture and having a relationship with Jesus and how it relates to life and how it relates to all of the things that you might be suffering with right now and how it can help you heal and truly transform. Please don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share anything that might have been really impactful for you with your friends. Be a blessing. Please rate if you feel called. And if you have any questions or concerns, hello at lovestandshere.com. Okay, I'm done now. Let's get to the message. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Love Stands Here channel. I'm Megan Brianna, and today is the first video that I'm doing in this new path that I'm on in Christian ministry. And 
if you didn't catch the welcome video, go check it out. I said in there a couple times that I'm a little bit terrified. And the reasons I'm a little bit terrified are as follows. <laughs> so let me get into my story a little bit. I want to do that today. I want to talk to you about more about how I got here. So first of all, the first reason that it's terrifying is because I want to glorify God, of course. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to do it wrong, you know? I feel like there's there's so many things I could get wrong, but I also know that I'm much more connected to, to myself and to the Holy Spirit and to truth than I've ever been. So I'm not going to be scared. I know we're all human anyway. We're all going to make mistakes. I'm never going to be perfect. So I can't let that keep me from trying, right? So there's that. There's a little bit of fear of persecution by people in the Christian community, which is ironic because we're not supposed to judge each other. I mean, we're supposed to righteously speak truth to each other and righteously judge each other. And I'm fine with that. If I say something that is not in alignment with the scripture, I am perfectly happy to be corrected. But there's so much judgment that is not righteous and is just cruel and coming from an unkind, not very loving place. Uh, so there's always that, which is fine. I'll get over it. And then of course, there's also the fear of persecution by the world, because obviously being a Christian in our world today is not, e it's never been easy. Being a Christian has never been easy. But being a Christian in our world today is difficult. And I think it's also because I came from not even three years ago, a completely, the completely opposite end of the spectrum. Like I said in the first video, I was not a Jesus girl. I believed in God, but I was, I wouldn't even say Luke, like, like understanding Jesus and being a full on Christian was definitely not a thing for me. And if somebody had said to me, you know, maybe you should think about Christianity. If you're, if you're struggling with so much, maybe you should think about reading into scripture a little bit and learning a little bit about that. Cause I am such i uh, I'm so obsessed with education and constantly learning and constantly digging deeper. But if somebody had said that to me, I would have been like, no, no, I'm good. I'm trying to get out of boxes. I don't want to get into another one. Cause at the time I was starting to understand what unlearning means. I was trying to move away from diet culture and understanding that I was stuck in a lot of boxes that society and culture had made for me, like diet culture and just trying to be a certain way to fit in. And I was trying to learn how to unlearn all of the beliefs that I'd been taught so I could get out of those boxes. And at the time, if somebody had mentioned Christianity to me, I would have connected it with religion and it would have felt like being shoved into another box. So I was like, no thanks, I'm trying to get away from that. I don't wanna have anything to do with Jesus, <laughs> you know? So this is three years ago, just over three years ago. And so that I think is, is the biggest reason that I'm a little bit terrified because I went from being somebody who was not quite persecuting Christianity, but I was kind of against it, you know? I because what I knew about it was so limited, I had no actual true understanding of what it meant to be a Christian and what it meant to follow Jesus. I was 
pretty much against it. And there's actually, there's a couple verses from scripture that I want to talk about today to back up what I'm saying. Um, the first one is I have my uh, a beautiful word Bible here. No, I do not have a leather bound Bible. I'm not one of those girls. It doesn't make me any less Christian. The word is in here. That's all that's important. Um, but just for some context, this is a man who, after Jesus was crucified and his apostles were preaching the word and his disciples were preaching the good news of Jesus and how he saved us from our sins, this man was uh, one of the Romans who was going around persecuting these people. And he was very, very against the word of Jesus. And so I think that this, this is so relatable for me. So it's Acts 9 verses 3 through 19. So it's a little bit long, so bear with me. As he neared Damascus, this is, and his name was Saul before it was changed to Paul. This happened a lot in the Bible, <laughs> just so you know. So as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind. It did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called, him, called to him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street, and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen in instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. And then after that, this was actually three through, uh, three through 15. I'm going to stop there and I'll just tell you what happens after that. After that, um, Ananias places his hands on Saul and blesses him and something like scales fall off of his eyes and all of a sudden he's able to see and from then on, he goes around and he spreads the good news of Jesus. And I think he writes most of the, I'm still learning, most of the New Testament. Um, and he's just completely devoted to this purpose of serving God and serving the Lord. And then his name is changed to Paul. Something that's so relatable to me is that he was persecuting these people, first persecuting these people for following the way, for following Jesus like hardcore persecuting them and then Jesus came to him and this is something that is so powerful because for so many of us we go looking for Jesus and that is so important it's so important but like for me so at the end of 2018 it, this was really my breaking point I had spent a lot of time in narcissistic uh, toxic abusive relationships I just broke in half completely I fell into a deep depression and I was a shell of a person and I had 
nothing. And I had done so much work in learning how to live my life in the most holistic way possible and in a healthy way and learn how to be aware and learn how to practice gratitude and learn how to be mindful and really the things that we're supposed to do to be as healthy as we can be. But in that moment, I had no resource. There was nothing saving me. It felt like everything I ever knew about life and about myself was completely torn apart. And I didn't know how to be a person and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to move forward and I really just didn't want to be here. And in that moment, I just remember this overwhelming. So basically I had to move home. I lived in Arizona for nine years. I struggled a lot out there. I suffered with a lot of things. And I ended up having to move back in with my mom at 32, which was really tough on its own. And I spent the first three months I was home, first six months I was home, terrified of being around anybody, mostly terrified of being around men. So I didn't go, I didn't go out of the house and I spent a lot of time crying and sleeping. That's basically what I did. And I remember one day I was in bed and I was crying out to, as I said before, a God that at that point I wasn't even sure I believed in. I was just desperate. And all of a sudden I had this incredibly powerful urge to go to my closet and rearrange it. And up until that point, I was so desperate to get back to Arizona because I was so, even though it was so toxic, the situation that I had come from was so toxic, I wanted to go back to it because it was comfortable. You know, I had to up and leave um, my life of nine years within three days. I had to leave dogs that I loved. I had to leave half of my stuff behind. And I had no time to say goodbye to anybody that I loved. And I was just out. So up until that point, after I'd gotten back from my mom's, I didn't want to unpack anything because I couldn't commit to the idea that I wasn't going back to Arizona. Like I, I, I was so, I was trying so hard to get back to Arizona. So anyway, I had this overwhelming urge to go to my closet and start putting things away. I was so weak and I had no strength and I had all of a sudden so much strength and I got up and I went to my closet and I started moving things around and organizing things and there was this bag I had that had a bunch of books and stuff in it and I picked it up. It was a sturdy bag. I'd never had any problems with it and a little corner of it broke and one book fell at my feet and it's called Writing Down Your Soul by Janet Connors or Janet Connor has an owl on the front of it and that was my answer. That was literally the start to my journey with God because I started reading that book. And in the book, she basically tells you how to connect deeper, how to connect to your soul and how to connect to a higher power by journaling. And there's all kinds of techniques in there, all kinds of questions to ask. And the most important, the most substantial thing to me was that she asks you to start writing and, and you do this every day consistently for as long as you can. Start every day's entry by writing, Dear God, or Dear Self, or Dear Universe, or whatever you believe in. And for me, I just felt moved to write, Dear God. Even though I still, I wasn't sure if I, that was, you know, the direction I wanted to go. I just called whatever I believed in at the time, God. And then I started getting messages from... Like my mom, so my mom is a Christian and she would listen to Joel Osteen in the morning and I would never hear it. But after that, it was like, I don't know, like 
a couple days after, like the TV would be louder than normal and it would wake me up in the morning and I would go out and I would watch the sermon. And it was like, it, that happened frequently. That started to happen over and over and over again. And it was like, every time I heard it, it was exactly what I needed to hear to get through the day. So that happened. And then I continued journaling and I started looking up resources on Christianity and I started looking up more pastors to watch sermons on because I was just I was so addicted to the encouragement that I finally felt after so many years of feeling so discouraged in my life uh, listening to Joel that encouragement that I wanted to hear more so um, I you know of course when you're on the internet once you start searching for something you get ads everywhere about uh, whatever it is that you're searching for. So if you go on Facebook or you go on Instagram, all of a sudden you're seeing ads for, like all of a sudden I was seeing ads for all of these these pastors and all of these Christian things. So that's kind of how I started really digging into this. And the more I started watching sermons, it was just like everything I saw, I was led to on purpose. And it was exactly what I needed to hear to get through the next day, into the next day, into the next day. And then my journal entries started to become more speaking directly to God and to Jesus um, as if I were a Christian. And then I got introduced to the YouVersion Bible app and everything was, you know, was downhill from there. I just, I started doing devotionals every day. I started reading more about scripture and, you know, here I am two years later and I am so devoted and my life has completely transformed I can't even recognize that person that I was not even in that moment not even in the moment when I was struggling with all of this but the person I was for 32 years completely the big things that I struggled with down deep the things that were the foundation of all of my unhealthy behavior and my unhealthy coping mechanisms, those were the things that I have been able to heal since I started walking in relationship with Jesus, since I started this, this Christian walk. And I just, I can't believe, I can't believe the difference. And I think that that is what gives me a leg up in this is that, you know, I grew up Episcopalian with my grandmother, but I had a really good experience in the church. Like I always felt love and, but I was also never really interested in it. So, um, I just did it cause my grandmother wanted me to, and I wanted to be around my grandmother and it just all felt like love to me, but I never really understood what it actually meant to be a Christian. So I spent most of my life doing exactly the opposite of, of following the way and just living a life of complete sin and enjoying it like thinking that I enjoyed it but also really really struggling with so many things that I talk about all the time that I'm going to talk about a lot of my channel like codependency being the big one promiscuity alcohol toxic relationships toxic friend toxic friendships narcissistic abuse um, body dysmorphia disordered eating patterns just partying all kinds of stuff but of course society tells us that's normal. So I didn't I didn't really know any better. But I did also know that I was struggling and I'm a very introspective self-aware person too, so it, it's been a huge tug of war for me. Like there was always a big piece of me that knew what I was doing wasn't right, but I had no idea how to get out of it. And no matter how many times I tried, no matter how many resources I utilized that the world gave me, 
I just, I, I could never fully heal. And then this happened. Jesus came to me. Jesus came to me. And that's why this, this passage about Saul, about Paul, is so relatable to me. Because after Jesus comes to him, he's persecuting Jesus. And Jesus comes to him and says, I want you to do this work. I want you to spread the good news to all of these people and create disciples. Paul spent his entire life completely devoted to that. Not only completely devoted to it, but he was he suffered for it. He he was beaten and he was in jail several times and he was under house arrest for 2 years and he knew that he was going to be killed for it. And he continued to do it anyway, and he continued to do it joyfully. There are several times um, he writes letters to churches. I won't get too much into that, but he's under house arrest or he's in jail, and he's talking to them about how joyful he is and how happy he is to have them um, as brothers and sisters. And it's just a really, really incredible thing. And I'm actually, um, I belong to a church in Key, New Hampshire, and we're reading um, the Immerse Bible it's called the Messiah and it's basically the New Testament in story form so it's much easier to digest so it's not verse by verse it's like it's like in story form and it's nice because at the beginning of each chapter like the beginning of Acts at the beginning of first and second Corinthians and all of that the author kind of explains the context of what's going on and so we've been digging into the story of Paul um, from the beginning to the end and it's just it's so incredible really what he's done and so I understand that I think because I came from the opposite extreme of where I am now and I, and I can really understand the difference like my life was really crappy <laughs> like I, I mean I I've always been blessed but I mean living that way living literally looking for sin all the time and thinking that's happiness because that's what the world tells us compared to living now where I don't engage in the same stuff that I used to engage in and I don't find things fun that the world tells us we should find fun um, but I'm also able to be joyful in most of my life even through the hard things and I'm, I'm experiencing peace, peace for the first time in my life. And that is so hard. That is so hard to experience. You know, when things, uh, during hills and valleys, I'm able to come back to center and, and learn how to come to God and find peace no matter where I am. So I, I can't not talk about this. And as I've said before, I started coaching five years ago now. And I've known that I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to somehow encourage people into love and health. And I'm supposed to be a safe space for people to feel like they can be themselves, but also make radical changes and transform and, and become uh, confident human beings in their actual authentic truth. But it's taken me this long to realize that this is the way I'm going to do it. Which is really crazy because I remember um, at the job that I was in in Arizona, I worked for an aerospace manufacturing company and I hated it. And I had a very narcissistic boss. I called my mom one day, this must have been seven or eight years ago, and I said, I wish I could just build a business 
figure out how to build a business on loving people. And I never thought that that's something that could be possible, but Jesus is love. This is, <laughs> this is love. This is me loving you and hoping that I can teach you how to find love for yourself, how to receive it and how to give it to other people. But I can't not do this. This is my life and it's so wonderful and I've been so transformed. So I understand Paul. I understand him, you know, getting this call from God and being like, all right, I'm full, full into this. You know, he experienced a miracle. He was transformed in that moment. And from then on, he wanted nothing more than to spread that good news. And that's what gave him confidence. And that's what gave him purpose in life. Okay, and then the second verse that I want to share with you is uh, Psalms. It's Psalm 40, 1 and 2. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard me cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. This is exactly how I feel. And... I think this truly is just, this is what God wants for us. He wants for us to need him. He wants for us to look for him. And, you know, thinking about it now, maybe there was just a part of me, okay, this is going to sound funny, but this is what's coming to me now, so I'm just going to say it. I was really, I was raised by my mother and my grandmother, and I was really connected to my grandmother. I think there... <laughs> I think maybe there is a part of me that always had, because if anybody embodied the characteristics of Jesus as a human, as an imperfect human, it was my grandmother. And so I think there was probably still a big part of her in me, and I didn't even realize it, but God did. And so there was a part of me that called out to him before I even realized I was doing that. And he knew that I needed him. And he knew that once he put me in a position to need him, to truly need him and have nothing else, he could use me because he knew that I would be willing for that to happen. But first, you have to, I think you have to really believe. I think you have to really want to believe that there is something better. And I have had that belief. It just wasn't in the right way. It, it was limited. I had a limited understanding as to what it truly meant to heal, to be a healed person. And God took that, that yearning that I had. God took that desire I had to be better and to love people. And he's used it for good. And it hurt. I wasn't planning on getting emotional, but the process wasn't easy because you do completely break in half and you do have to let go of everything you know about life, especially when you're so consumed by the world. And that is a very painful process. But one thing you can always be sure of is that if you hold on to God, and you truly believe, and you keep trying, even if you don't believe at first, you keep trying, and you keep reading, and you keep studying, and you keep focusing on love, you will get there. 
if your intention is focused in the right place, you will get there. It's not easy. It's simple. I truly believe that the Bible is simple. I believe that scripture, you know, we make things so much more complicated than they need to be. And I will talk about that in a future video, but it doesn't have to be difficult. And that's one of the things we have to unlearn is that life has to be difficult. And we have to constantly, if we have a question or, or we have a belief, we have to continually find support for the answer we get and then support for that answer and then support for that answer. I don't know if, if you've ever heard of the term, it's turtles all the way down, but I guess it was some kind of myth that the world is sitting on a turtle's back. And there was some story that old lady was asked about it. And when she said the world's sitting on a turtle's back, she was asked, well, what is a turtle standing on? And she said, it's just turtles all the way down. And it's about infinite regress where we just, if we have a, like if we have a theory or we have an idea, that idea always has to have something to back it up and then it continues to go down. Then that next idea has to have something to support it. And then that next idea, I lived my life like that for so long and it just confuses everything. But the thing that's different now is that is scripture. And this is why I'm so sure that I am moving in the direction that I'm supposed to be moving in is because for the first time I'm not confused. I just feel confident that this is truth. It's the first time my life has made sense. It's the first time the world has made sense to me. Like I understand why the world is the way it is because it's filled with sin and it's filled with um, the attacks of the enemy, really. So now I feel like if I have a question or I'm unsure about something, I can find something in the Bible that tells me the truth. And then that's it. I don't have to continue looking for more answers or more support. And chances are, if I need more support, there's gonna be more support that says the exact same thing. There's gonna be more scripture that says the exact same thing to back it up. So I don't need to have to, I don't need to keep digging. I have this, I have this one book that tells me everything I need to know. And since I've started following, following it, I've healed my life has become simpler, I've become more joyful, I've become healthier. Um, you know, I don't use, I don't have to, I don't have coping mechanisms, I don't have a lot of coping mechanisms. Like I said in my first video, of course I'm human and I'm imperfect and I'm always gonna be imperfect and I'm gonna mess up a lot and I'm always gonna have something to learn, but I am worlds beyond where I was before. You know, the Lord, if you cry out to him, even if you believe just a little bit, he'll hear you. And he'll answer you. But you have to listen. You have to be willing to believe that that will happen. So that's it for today. <laughs> that's what I wanted to talk about today. Just a, a little bit about my testimony. So I hope you enjoyed today's first message. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, drop them below. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I will talk to you next time. Love ya.